Uh, welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson, and uh, let's talk about some stuff. Let's do it. How you been, John? Um, not bad. Hey, that's is, is that an upgrade from how you normally are? I feel like it is, only <laughs> only because I didn't have enough time to think about going, oh, well, I don't sleep enough, and I'm an old man, and I started trying to walk recently, and, and I had a good few days, and then my hips started hurting, because that is true. But <laughs> but no, th- things are going well. Went and saw a movie with the, uh, with the family yesterday. We went and saw The Bad Guys. Uh, that new animated movie. And you were telling me about that. I still have no idea what that is. I don't think I've seen any sort of commercial for it or anything. Yeah, I had no idea either until um, relatively recent past, maybe a month or two ago, when my kid was talking about this book she'd read at school. It was, it's more like a graphic novel. And she just got super into this series called The Bad Guys, which has like some animal people who are bad guys. They're like thieves. You know, they have like, they do heists. And they want to be good guys. Like, that's basically all I know. And we we went to a used bookstore, and they just had a shit ton of them. Because there's like 14 of them. And they had most of them. So so it's been out for a while then, I presume. Unless yeah. the guy's just pumping them out. Yeah, no shit. I, I mean, I don't, I don't imagine it's the sort of thing that he can put out in like, you know, a few weeks or even monthly. Because they're, they're little graphic novels. Yeah, she's super into them. She's read all of them now. She's eagerly awaiting the 15th that's coming out in, like, June, I think. And when she heard there was a movie coming out, like, I've never seen my kid so laser-focused on a date. Like, she like, she keeps going, May, April 22nd, you know what that is? And I'm like, I, I don't know. What are you talking about? Like, this must have <laughs> been, like, three or four different times where I'm like, I, I have no idea. And then she'd bring that up, so... Um, I decided to surprise her with that yesterday. We were oh, on cool. our, we, yeah, we, cause we were coming to your place for your wife's birthday party last night, but we just sort of adjusted the time for a couple hours and we're like, all right, we're going up there. And like, oh, we need to make one stop on the way. And like, just to see her face as she took her quite a long time to realize what was happening. I was kind of, kind of shocked by that. But when she did it, <laughs> well, that sounded rude, uh, but I mean, we were like walking up to the theater and she's like. Huh? What, what's going on here? What are we doing? I'm like, mm. <laughs> but yeah, when she got it, you know, like it, it was, it was a good time. And, and even though I don't give a shit about the, the movie so much, like it was fun, it was fine, but it wasn't something I was excited for. But the act of going out to the theater with my family was something I hadn't really done much. Like we did Spider-Man, true, but like yeah. it hasn't been a regular thing in years now. And it was, it was so much fun. I had such a good time. I wasn't even that bothered by the five people <laughs> in the row in front of me pulling their cell phones out and just like searching fucking Instagram. Like if I was watching the Batman, I'd be real pissed. Um, but they were also keeping the brightness down. So there was one person where I just sort of like put my head in my hand and like positioned it to where it was blocking the phone. It was fucking were they adults like with kids and like they you know so they were boring bored of the kids movie and had to make sure that they had uh affirmation from online sources it was it was mostly teenagers but it was a big ass family i could tell there was one adult with their phone out motherfucker and then a bunch of teenagers and then they had a couple kids there too oh so they were probably drugged to a movie they didn't necessarily want to see yeah yeah i mean kids movies it's tough to expect everyone to like just be quiet and respectful and watch the movie it's fucking kid they're kids and do? and I know that's unreasonable. Like that, it's it's a different story when I'm at a kid's movie and people are talking, or I hear kids. That's the place where they should be safe to do that. Yeah. Not during a 
Superman the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or, or anything else. Gosh damn it. But no, it was a good time. And like, I'd never seen this before, but down in the, in the El Dorado uh, Regal, they had it set up to where there were like sectioned off, like, uh, like sections of seats. Like there were like five seats in like the upper left back row. And then there was like metal fence. And then there were like probably two or three seats worth of empty space. And then another five seats there. And I'm wondering if they did that for COVID to section off the theater. Oh, I've been there a couple of times and I've never seen that. Maybe someone puked or something and they had to like. No, it was, it was pretty permanent. Like there were no seats there in the section oh. between them. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I watched the Batman there in a, in a, in like the same size theater. Um, but it was pretty wild. Like, I think what was great was that I felt totally safe, yeah. you know, with like my nervousness there and the row in front of us, the floor of our row was like at the top of their seats. Like it was insanely, like we were way above them. I don't know. I'd never been in a theater that looked like this before. I don't know. It was Weird. strange. I've been to that theater a lot of times. I wonder if they must have renovated it. Yeah. I mean, it's it it was my favorite theater, and it continues to be so. Nice. It was such a great experience. And your wife's birthday was cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Bonfire party. Yeah. Got some nice big fires, some booze, good people, good times. Yeah, some grub. I'm, I'm really looking forward to next weekend where I have nothing going on, because... The last three weekends, we've had, like, events at the house. Oh, no shit. You had Easter. Yeah, and before that, we had, like, my wife's part of her side of the family yeah, come Yeah, the over family barbecue. And had a barbecue with them. They were all fun events, but uh, it'll be a nice to have a weekend where we don't have to, like, do a bunch of yard work and clean the house because people are coming over. Yeah, like, you don't go anywhere for a reason. Yeah. And and these last few weekends have uh, have defeated that purpose. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but how have you been otherwise? Um, great. Everything's been uh swell. I got a lot of yard work done. Yeah. I mowed a lot of grass that hopefully I don't have to mow again this year, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I don't know about this year. Come fall time, you and I are going to be out there. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm whipping that shit into shape more. for my, for, That's yeah. True. It's looking like, like myself and Angelina are going to get married here. All the events. <laughs> yeah. So I have the space for it. So that's what yeah. I get. So next year, Easter will not be at your house, so you don't have to worry about that one. Yeah. Uh, family barbecue can go eat shit. Yeah, they can invite me to their barbecues. Yeah. Your wife. Let's have She'll a forty-one. That's not a big deal. You know? Yeah. If we, we want to do anything, yeah, something. exactly. We'll go out somewhere or go to your parents' place so they can clean it up. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, want to get into it? Let's do it. Let's talk some things. Uh, what do you got? Why don't you start us off? You you had a wider variety of topics. All right, yeah. So I'll start with uh, some D&D news. A, a couple interesting things. So first, Wizards of the Coast dropped uh, the Spelljammer campaign setting for 5th edition. It's basically D&D in space. Oh, okay. It's in like the astral plane, you know, it's in wild space between all the different realms and stuff. So like they've got like big ships essentially called spell jammers that fly around i think it originally came out in second edition and so yeah they, it, it's an it's a setting that's that has existed but they haven't done anything with it in fifth edition until now which is pretty cool that's going to be coming out shortly it's open for pre-orders now it's kind of a bummer though because it's uh it's sold as a three book set like three small books like 64 page books instead of like one big 180 yeah one giant page source book, book. Since it's three individual books with like a nice little slipcover, they're charging twice as much for it. So instead of like the normal $40 for the book, it's fucking 80 bucks, 
What a bunch of motherfucks. And it's like, that's kind of a bummer because it comes with a, uh, there's like the Astral Adventures Guide, Booze, Astral Menagerie, and Light of the Bzarixis, maybe. Basically, a uh, the, the setting book, a bestiary, and a uh, module. So none of which are very useful on their own, right? Like if they were to sell them separately, like could you put together a, a suitable campaign using just one of the books, like the bestiary or something? Probably, uh, probably the, the, the setting guide, but it's only 64 pages. There's not going to be that much in it. It's, it's kind of short. Uh, the, the bestiary is nice because you get some creatures that you can do stuff with. Mm-hmm. But And then the module you wouldn't need at all if you were going to do your own campaign there. If you were going to write your own story, yeah, you know, or, um, module for it. Yeah, like if you buy it digitally, it's $50 instead of the regular 30 So they're still charging more for it, even though you're not actually getting any more than you would with any of the other ones. Yeah, like it's, it's not any more work for them. No, especially digitally. Like it's 64 pages each, so it comes out to 192 pages, which is the exact same length as like Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, which was the last one that came out, and that one's only 30 bucks. That's kind of gross. Yeah. I don't think I like that. It's kind of stupid. It was a bit of a bummer, but it is cool to see Spelljammer. I mean, it's a fun campaign setting. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's neat. Uh, And then in more promising news, Wizards of the Coast bought D&D Beyond. Okay, the website. Yeah, because it was run by... It it had changed hands a couple times, but it's it's like an independent company. That's what I use for online game, you know, for tracking characters and stuff, because it's got a really great online character sheet. You can pull stuff in from sources. If you're in a campaign with people, you can share source books to pull stuff, you know, to pull stuff out of them so that as a DM, you can buy a book and then all your players can use the resource from that book. They don't all have to buy it. Yeah, that was convenient when I was playing with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so the part that's the coolest about that is hopefully since Wizards owns it now, if you buy a physical book, they'll have like a QR code or something where you can go to redeem the digital one at the same time. Yeah. Because that was always kind of the big gripe. Like, you know, you'd have to buy the book twice. If you had the physical copy, you'd still have to buy the digital copy. So hopefully this company that is being greedy assholes about something will not be greedy <laughs> assholes about that. this other thing. <laughs> Fucking Hasbro. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Disney will give me a digital code uh, for a movie I buy on DVD from them without ha- charging me 10 bucks extra to get the uh, the combo pack. Is that what they do? I haven't bought You're a DVD fucked. from Disney since way before digital was a thing. I mean, that's that's generally it. You know, if, if you're going to buy the uh, like the Blu-ray DVD digital combo or, or just whatever combination with a digital thing, it's usually five or ten bucks more. I, it's on my brain because I'm going to go buy No Way Home on my way home. Can I just for five or ten bucks get the digital copy and uh, <laughs> probably not for that. It's probably yeah, going to no. be like twenty bucks for the digital and then twenty five for the uh, for the whole thing. But I I want the physical one because I've I've got all the rest of the physical yeah. ones. But I also do want it digitally. I'm 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 trying to build my library. I mean, if I buy a DVD, I feel perfectly fine downloading a pirated copy of it. Oh yeah, there's that. You already own it. Uh, yeah, I bought this from you, so uh, whatever. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, the fact that you don't have a DVD ripping device to in order to convert it to digital is kind of um not really a, an issue. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, D&D. Should I come back to it? Yeah. Maybe. My Friday nights are a little uh a little empty. <laughs> so, Ben, what do you 
know or think about Coachella, the music festival? Well, I know it happens somewhere in the Coachella Valley down in Southern California mm-hmm. and a bunch of uh, people go there and it's got like music and art maybe and probably drugs and fornication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should. Yeah. Any good festival should have drugs and fornication <laughs> and dirt and sweat and BO. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Never been to it myself, but it happened recently. And two things came out of that that I want to talk about real quick. Okay, I'm pretty sure I know what one of them is. (laughs) Yeah, because you told me about it. Wait, is it not the thing you told me about? Did I tell you about something that happened at Coachella? I don't know. I thought it was you that did. I think it was. Wait, maybe not. Somebody told me about a thing. So um, on our, I believe it was our last debrief. Yeah, it definitely was. We were talking about the return of my beloved Mexican pizza. Uh, Yes, we were. And that there were rumors that it was going to come back on May 19th. And it was confirmed at Coachella. I don't know in what form, but apparently (laughs) Coachella brought that news that May 19th is the day. Oh boy. It's happening. What? How does that fit in with a a music festival? It's supposed to be like an indie music festival or something, (laughs) right? Like I have no idea what the fuck they do at Coachella. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, It probably started like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's all corporate cocksucking now. Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously Taco Bell's there announcing Mexican pizza returns. Hey, it's important. And they needed to reach a wide audience. So set your calendar. I was thinking earlier today, though, like before when I was talking about giving myself like a week, I think I think that's that's too much. As much as I want a week, <laughs> I, I think since since I'm I'm on a, a very intentional year off of fast food, I think I have to limit it to like a day or two of just nothing but Mexican pizzas. The 19th of every month is Mexican pizza day. <laughs> that ain't bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just a, a cheat day once a month. Yeah. I mean, I was already prepared. But when I was just thinking about fast food the other day, I was like, man... January 1st, I'm having McDonald's for breakfast and I'm eating some chicken McNuggets at night because I was going to erase all these fucking gains. Oh, dude, I, I, <laughs> I was talking to my kid the other day about entitlement because she was upset that I got Bobo without her. And I was like, I don't owe you anything. Like you, you were gone. I went and got Boba because I wanted it. Like it, we don't have to balance the scales at all because she got Boba without me. And she's like, see, we're even now. <laughs> this isn't a thing. You're like, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go get boba right now. Yeah, it's like if, if we'll never be even, kid. Yeah, if you're not here, I'm. I, I'm gonna go get me some chicken McNuggets, and then all of a sudden, I started thinking about chicken McNuggets, and I want them so bad. <laughs> Can't do that at home. But uh, yeah, May nineteenth, it is on. I'm doing it. Uh, the other thing to come out of Coachella that I thought was pretty cool when I when I read the headline was Danny Elfman performed. Yeah. Is that the one you were thinking? Yeah. All right, yeah. That's pretty rad that Danny Elfman, who, by the way, is 68 years old? What the fuck? And looks fucking great. Did you see the picture of him? He's, he's up there without a shirt on. He's, he's fucking ripped. Dude, he fucking, is fucking ripped. Yeah, dude looked fucking great for, what'd you say, 68? Yeah. yeah. He's he's fucking kick my ass. two years younger than my mom. Like, I was off by, like, a good at least five, maybe ten years in my in my estimation of his age. Yeah, that means like back when like Oingo Boingo was a thing, he was in his like late thirties. Oingo Boingo broke up in his mid to late thirties. Yes, like oh, in shit. in the mid to late eighties. 
Interesting. Or I guess in mid thirties. Yeah. Late start for rock stardom. Yeah, like thinking like when he did the Batman '89 soundtrack, which was arguably like his big break. You know, he he'd done a couple little. Th- he'd done Pee Wee's Big Adventure, um, but in '89, that dude was already 35, and he started his his movie career then. Nice. Yeah, but did you go and watch any of it? I have not. No, I did, and it was kind of a bummer. Oh Be- no! Because you know, being an Oingo Boingo fan. When I heard he was doing Just a Lad and, uh, or only a lad, sorry, and Just Another Day. And, um, I think he also did, uh, Dead Man's Party. He, he did a few, a few songs. He also the did hits. some Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. But like, I was listening to him. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, he's 68 years old. So, I, you know, like a lot of those Oingo Boingo songs took a lot of energy oh, and yeah. had a lot of like projected vocals that, you know, when, when you get older, it's, it's a lot more difficult to do. So it was. It was kind of sad, but I was glad he did it. That's cool to see him pop out. I mean, and he hasn't been doing it. Like, this is like a special thing. So he probably was a bit rusty otherwise. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's it for Coachella. Anything else that happened, fuck off. (laughs) I'm sure some other people played music and somebody got impregnated and someone was dehydrated and everything smelled. The end. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so let's see. Which one do I want to do here? That one. Okay. Wait, no. No, the other one. All right, the other one? Yeah. All right. So uh, on to business news. Oh, shit. Now it's my <laughs> fault. <laughs> uh, Netflix is, uh, is uh, seeing a bit of uh, shrinkage, I guess you could say. <laughs> and it ain't cold. First, they reported losing 200,000 subscribers for the first time ever. Yeah. Them losing s- subscribers in Q1. And then there was also an additional 700,000 from Russia when they because they just cut Russia off of Netflix. And then they projected that they're going to lose another 2 million by the end of the year. Wow. And their stock price plummeted and went down to, you know, they lost over $50 billion in market value, which boggles my mind that Netflix had over that they had that much to lose. Like, yeah, oh, shit. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They could lose all of that and have it not. The, the, the story isn't Netflix no longer exists. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot of billions of dollars. Yeah. I guess that's how they make so many fucking TV shows. And I guess they've started cutting a bunch of shit left and right and uh, canceling stuff like the original animation, like lead guy got canned and like his whole team got canned. So like their original animation budget may go way down. So I don't know if, I don't know if there's going to be another season of Castlevania. I haven't heard anything about it, but like that's one of their originals. And they do a bunch of original anime shit. The Bone series that was in the works got canned, oh. which is a bummer. Because I think that would have adapted to do animation so fucking well. Yeah, that I, I didn't even know that that was working. That that makes me pretty sad. Like, I'd rather see that than their their rehash of uh, He-Man. Yeah, and I th- and I think it would... It would just, it would adapt itself very smoothly into yeah. that medium. And it's a big story too. It's huge. Yeah. And yeah. I, I saw uh, like a uh, Jeff Smith put out like a little comic that he hand drew where it was like, uh, you know, two bone characters doing like the peanuts football thing. Cause I guess originally Nickelodeon wanted to do one and got it in there and started it and then backed out and then Warner brothers did. And, and then Netflix did. So it has him like running to kick the football and falling on his back like Charlie Brown three times. And then he's just like, nope, never again. So he seems disheartened to the point that 
even if someone else approached him and said, hey, you want to do a bone animated series? He might tell him to just go fuck off, which is even a bigger bummer. I bet if it was Disney, he'd say yes. He's like, all right, these motherfuckers aren't going to go belly up or, uh, but yeah, that sucks. Bone would fit in with Disney's brand pretty well. Like they wouldn't have to make drastic alterations, though they might anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But they wouldn't need to. I mean, and, and not to take away from his disappointment because it's totally understandable, but I bet he got paid every time. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I mean, you get paid for options, whether mm-hmm. or not they make make it. But but you know, it, you put a bunch of work into it. You get excited for something, and it gets taken away from yeah. you. Um, you know, three fucking times. Like, yeah. It's just bleh. Yeah, I would be disheartened too. One hundred percent. That's the big casualty for me out of this one. But uh, and it's right. It coincides with them raising prices because I think the top package is up to twenty bucks a month now. The four screen package. Yeah, I heard they were cracking down on password sharing. Yeah, I've heard that. Well, I know they did a thing in like a couple other, like Peru, I want to say, and some other place where they were testing a thing where they're charging three ninety nine, dollars where you're allowed to share your password. And I heard reports of them cracking down on password sharing. Like, I have my password shared with a couple people and it hasn't stopped working as far as I know. So they haven't Same cracked down here. on me yet. Yep. And there's rumors that they're toying with a ad-supported model, which, uh, fuck right off oh man i've i I did a deep dive on just like I, I think i saw an article somewhere of like the best memes to come out of that news it, it's it's wonderful because there is nobody in the world that well sorry that I, I can't speak in absolutes like that the majority of people are not going to stand for netflix with ads are you fucking kidding me i mean and it would have to be like a uh what is it? I think Paramount Plus does that, right? Where they have like an ads or Hulu does Hulu, that, where they've yeah. got like an ad supported version that's cheaper and then they've got the real one. Yep. And I will pay the $4 extra to have no ads. I'm, I'm not going to pay anything for a service like with ads. Like I'm not going to pay 10 cents a month for Hulu with ads. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. When I have to watch something on like the CW app, when I'm watching Superman and Lois or something, there's ads throughout the entire thing. It just makes my brain melt i want to destroy the tv every time and especially now like shit that's made for streaming which pretty much everything is now other Mm -hmm. than stuff made by the legacy networks it's not built with commercial break spots in mind and so it'll just fucking stop in the middle of a scene and play an ad and then get back to the scene like they don't even like tactfully insert them at break points because they're they're not it's just time-based yeah. And, I, uh, there are some podcasts that do that too. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're what? right in the middle of a sentence. Oh, yeah. that is, that would make me not listen to that podcast Dude, ever again. I mean, at I'd least with, with, uh, with Superman and Lois, like it is still designed for a network. So at least there's a logical break point. Yeah. But like, I, I hadn't even thought of that. Like that would fucking kill me if I'm right in the middle of a scene and then all of a sudden an ad just comes on. <laughs> no, yeah. Nope. Not fucking interested. So. And I'm curious, I mean, I guess if Netflix is about to do a price hike, then they'll probably keep their their ad version at the price you're used to paying and then say, but if you don't want ads, then pay more. I've been considering getting, getting rid of Netflix for a while. Uh, I, I, I would have to talk my wife into it. but uh... I witnessed your wife spend like 15 minutes talking to her sister while she just like clicks through the, the Netflix the menu. Mountains of trash. Yeah. 
And I finally got a moment where I could say, like, why are you searching through here when the Batman is on HBO Max streaming? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. 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 And she's like, I've already seen it. I was like, but have you seen it twice? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's as good of a segue as anything. Hey, guess what? The Batman's streaming. Oh, yeah. I'll have to check it out. I've been waiting to see it a second time to see if it gets better or worse. I did see a second time. You want to talk about it? Sure. Is it better or worse? It's not better. I mean, granted, I wasn't like as locked in as I was when I was in the theaters because I was, I was also drawing at the same time. But, you know, TV's right in front of me. Any of the concerns I had the first time around were kind of amplified, like, like the yeah. size of Robert Pattinson, how long it is and like and little things yeah. I've heard throughout, you know, that, like things that I hear from people that bothered them. All of a sudden, I'm noticing those things. Yeah, you are like, very suggestible. I am. It's awful. <laughs> it's, <laughs> can't tell you anything about how you feel about a movie until yeah. after you've seen it. Otherwise, it will muck up your experience. Well, and and how you feel about it is all I want to know. Yes. I don't want to know how you've, I don't want to know about, well, actually I only want to know whether you enjoyed it or not. That's it. Those two little speed up scenes that I, that I'd talked oh, about seeing. Yeah. Oh dude. It was confirmed for me. I was hoping that it would, that it, that I'd watch it and I'd be like, Oh, I was mistaken. I definitely was not. And I, I, <laughs> and I remembered the first one this time, if you want to know, but if it'll bother you, cause like that shit would bother the shit out of me. If somebody said that to me, Oh, there's this one little part where they do something that drives me nuts. That would kill me. Yeah. Then you, then you notice it every time. Yeah. Where does it sit on your hierarchy? Did it, did it drop below anything that you previously thought it might be above? No. Um, because I, I was going back and forth as to whether or not it was better than dark Knight, And I wanted the the i wanted the second viewing so i could properly yeah. analyze it and figure it out um i think i mentioned this in a previous episode but in case i didn't uh the kid and i were going through old batman movies and we watched the dark knight shortly after i watched the batman for yeah. the first time and i was like oh oh the dark knight's better than i remember because you know when dark i walked Knight's out of the theater yeah, yeah i mean when i walked out of the theater i was like i'm not sure and then i watched the dark knight and i was like Oh, this is so fucking good. Like, I don't think so. So then when I watched the Batman again, like it, it, I mean, it cemented it. Dark Knight is tops for me. I, I still think you can't beat Christopher Nolan's skill behind a camera, even though Matt Reeves directs Did a, great a job, yeah. gorgeous movie. It is gorgeous. And like, I'm not a big fan of either Christian Bale or Robert Pattinson in the role personally. Like they, yeah. They, they aren't Batman like Affleck is. Like, I, I think Affleck may be my favorite Batman, which seems so fucking ridiculous. Especially since say he that. was never actually given a really good Batman script. Yeah, but in, in Batman <laughs> v Superman, his Batman is so spot on. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, yeah, it, it just, um, it didn't, it didn't beat Dark Knight for me. So. That's not surprising. Yeah. Still a great flick. I go back and forth as to whether or not Batman 89 or the Batman is number two, because I think my, my just sheer enjoyment contender. and nostalgia factor yeah. is, you know, Batman 89 is so high up there, but just the sheer amount of Batman we get in, in the Batman is, is what just catapults it up towards the top because that, that was the problem with the Tim Burton ones. Like we just didn't get enough Batman and Batman returns was really, really Tim Burton. -y. Yeah. A little too Tim Burton. Yeah. It was more Tim Burton, less Batman. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's definitely not the best. But one thing I do want to say, I want to just 
put it out there after watching the Batman for the second time, you will not be able to convince me ever. I don't give a shit who says it. They're <laughs> fucking lying, and I don't know why. That shit that Batman injects in himself is fucking venom. Like oh, that, yeah. that yeah. is the Bane venom compound. The, the the people who have made the movie have come out saying it's not. Um, there was a fucking like art of the Batman book that came out saying it was an, it was an epinephrine shot that just caused him to you know like his adrenaline to shoot up and and get violent. No fucking way in hell was that was that just innocently bright green and a shot that he gave himself to boost himself back up. Like nobody that that didn't happen by accident. Like they they no. could have done the regular fucking tired old movie trope of Catwoman getting choked out and then you know he's oh he's incapacitated and he sees you know you 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 get like say the sound drops out and he looks at Catwoman's face and she looks scared and he goes and, you know he finds the strength within yeah or even like an adrenaline shot a non-colored fluid adrenaline shot you know but no yeah there is yeah there's no way this was an accident they have plausible deniability in the future if they don't ever want to do it or if they like the the thing I'm I'm thinking is that they they made it that way so in the future if they want to do a venom arc they can maybe they saw that Robert Pattinson's muscles were so peepy that that he wouldn't be able to lift things to save a child like in the the uh, the comic book that the, the original venom arc you know spawned but I mean like you won't be able to tell me that's not venom he fucking launches into a full on like murderous rage if yeah. people did not pull like he would have killed the fuck out of that guy yep like that and and it was so unnecessary to do that that's why it didn't happen on accident are they just saying it's not venom to try and like make it a bigger surprise later when it is because yeah. i hate that shit that shit is stupid I bet it was a little Easter egg, but then when they saw people pounce on it, they're like, well, shit, now people are going to be expecting it in the sequel. And if we don't do it, then a bunch of fucking Zack Snyder slash anti-Ryan Johnson fans. Cut. Yeah, exactly. are going to freak the <laughs> fuck out and cause the Oscars to, to put something in their show that shouldn't have been there in the first place because they're just a bunch of fucking internet trolls. But no, it is 100% venom. Eat shit if you're saying otherwise. In my head canon, it is regardless. So yeah. uh, I don't care what you think. Yeah. I guess speaking of uh, guys that fly around and punch people, mm -hmm. uh, did you see that video of Mike Tyson beating, <laughs> <laughs> pounding on the uh, annoying drunk guy behind him on a JetBlue flight? No. Gosh damn it. Because <laughs> I've been looking for the video and the only video I can come up with cuts out before he actually punches him. What? Yeah. Okay. So, you, so there is a video where yeah. it's showing him punching him. Ah, I've only seen the before and after. I felt kind of gross because I had to go to TMZ to watch it, but that, but it's there. I went there too. Fuck the the whatever link I went to. I wonder if Mike Tyson's fucking uh, lawyer called him and they pulled it or something. Yeah, that was a funny story. Yeah, I mean, so basically, for anyone who uh, hasn't heard, yeah, uh, Mike Tyson was on uh, was on a flight from San Francisco to fucking somewhere. I don't fucking know where. Yeah, going somewhere doesn't matter. And uh, there was just a fan, like, I guess, like, he saw him, like, when they were getting on the plane. He was like, Mike Tyson. And he was like, hey. Yeah, guys. he took a picture with the guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and he was just a night, you know, he, he put up with it. But then the guy got super drunk on the plane and was just, like, kept nudging his seat and, like, reaching over and, like, taking pictures of him and, like, talking to him and just bugging him the whole fucking flight. And I, and no, no, no. This was before they took off. 
All of this happened before they took oh, off. did it really? Mike Tyson didn't even fly anywhere. He got off the plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard, yeah, San Francisco police got involved. So that, yeah. that, that, makes, <laughs> that makes sense. This guy was drunk and he was just bugging him. And uh, apparently, or reportedly, Tyson told him to, you know, shut up and fucking leave yeah, him alone. Yeah, told him to chill out. And uh, he did not. And then uh, he just reaches over the back seat and has just fucking gives him with like four or five good right hooks. <laughs> uh, and, I saw his uh, face afterwards. Yeah, he didn't look as bad as I would imagine someone that just got hit five times by Mike Tyson would look. So I think he yeah. he came out on top. <laughs> but uh, what a fucking moron! Who the guy or Mike Tyson? The guy. Well, I mean, it's not a great reaction <laughs> for, for different Tyson reasons. Either, yeah. But, uh, but I mean, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah. No shit. Mike Tyson tells you to chill out. You chill the fuck out, <laughs> yeah. dude. Holy He's, shit. He, uh, you know. He is a punching machine, first of all. So, like, if he decides to hit you, he's it's, it's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. And uh, he's not known for his, uh, you know, tact. He'll punch his wife Yeah, at the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't have any he, pity for you. He bit a man's ear off. Yeah, oh, wow, no shit. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. like, he's a potential fucking menace. He's got a face tattoo. Yeah, I could see myself being drunk and being like, Fucking Mike Tyson! Fuck. Like I would have to be drunk to talk like that to Mike Tyson. But if Mike Tyson turned around and told me to chill out, like he wouldn't hear another peep from me. No, fuck no! Oh, holy shit! Uh-uh. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe the guy was thinking like, he's not going to punch me. He's a celebrity. He'll get in trouble or something. Like fuck, you don't know who you're dealing with, buddy. I mean, from what I saw, like like you know, his buddy <laughs> from a from across the yeah. aisle that was filming him, like they just seemed like a couple of fucking college fucking douche bros whatever you know just had too many fucking what was that thing called uh never mind there goes my whole thing yeah yeah <laughs> uh, fuck i was trying to think of that that obnoxious like energy booze drink from when we were younger when we were that age four loco there we uh, go four locos had too many of those <laughs> hey kids i'm i'm here i'm here forever just rotting to death on the air Woo! But yeah, so it's nice to see Mike in the news again. Yeah, it's nice to see Mike Tyson beating up normal people he's, again. He's he's still the same old Mike Tyson <laughs> we loved. Uh, well, speaking of celebrities behaving badly, oh, I mean, yeah, here it comes. The, the note I have, the, the note that I made, because this is all I needed to say was, "Oh, Ezra Miller." <sighs> This motherfucker. I determined to fuck this Flash movie so no one ever sees it. I thought I was, you know, just reading like a rehashed article about him getting arrested. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. Like, it does say in the article, like, weeks after his initial arrest. He threw a chair or something at somebody, right? Yeah, he was at some party or, or something somewhere, and he was asked to leave because he was being belligerent. Who keeps inviting Ezra Miller to parties? No shit. Just like don't do that. I, I saw, I think it was on the Campia show, them saying like, hey, Hawaii, like, kick him out. Yeah. Like, just just get rid of him. Or if you do invite Ezra Miller to your party and he causes a scene, you brought that on yourself. Or, you know, have a bouncer there who knows what Ezra Miller's up to and just have him watch him. So the second he starts getting out of hand, fucking Mike Tyson, that asshole. Have Mike Tyson there. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Put Mike Tyson and Ezra Miller on a plane together. Um, but oh. yeah, the motherfucker was asked to leave and he decided to throw a chair and hit like a, you know, 26 year old woman in the head and cause like a half inch gash. And I mean, just come on, dude. So at this point, 
since we're following up from our last episode and we were arguing about what what they should or can do with the Flash movie, what would you suggest they do? Because it seems like at this point it's moving a little bit more beyond the whole like, ah, it's cool, just WB condemn him, still put out the movie. Like he can't he can't promote this movie. He can't run press for this. Like No, I, fuck no. I, I wouldn't I, trust him to do anything like that. I mean, it's a Flash movie. I don't know how much press it needs. Well, uh, they got Michael Keaton that could kind of step yeah. in a bit. Um, so I'll go see Flash, where I'm Batman. Yeah. Get Affleck <laughs> I mean, in there. <laughs> I mean, something, I don't know. Uh, it's all it's all filmed. I, I, I would still like him to, you know, release it, not can it or reshoot the whole thing, ideally. I don't think... I don't think that's going to make the movie any better. And I don't think him being a, a fucking unstable nut job is, uh, is going to make the movie worse. Um, yeah. It might spoil it for some people who, I mean, that don't want to give him, I mean, I don't know. Like he's, he's, he, he just seems like he's got some issues and, uh, and is causing a scene all the time. But he, I mean, he's not like a Nazi, like he's not out there, you know, like he's just a woman choker. Uh, yeah, he's just, uh, he sounds like he's just uh, a guy with anger issues and probably some substance abuse issues. Maybe. Yeah, he needs some help. I think the, the the problem I'm having with the whole separating the art from the artist thing is that like when I go to, of course, the big one that you have to think of with that is Michael Jackson. With Michael Jackson, like he created things that brought me a lot of joy and had a lot of influence on the world. And then afterwards, it's coming out that maybe he was kind of a piece of shit. Well, maybe he was a very despicable human being. We don't know. But, uh, you know, so maybe I, I, I feel like since like I don't want to give Ezra Miller credit for this Flash movie coming out because before I've seen the movie, I know he's a piece of shit. So it's tough. The thing is, I don't know if he's a piece of shit or if he just is just a dude with issues. You know, I mean, people fuck Six up of and, one, half a dozen of the other. I don't I mean, know. He's not diddling kids. He's just an asshole. I mean, I don't know if he's diddling kids. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I think Mike Tyson's a piece of shit because he beats women. So if, if we've got Ezra Miller out there fucking choking women out and throwing chairs at their heads, I feel okay saying he's a piece of shit. I know he's troubled. And yeah. like, like is he forever somebody who, who doesn't deserve anything good? No, of course not. Well, I don't think there, I don't think but, anyone's should be forever something like, unless yeah. you do something really atrocious. Yeah. I mean, I think Mike Tyson's forever a piece of shit, but he was beating his wife. But I don't know. I won't tell him that if I'm on a flight with him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'd still like to see the movie come out cause I want to see it, but, uh, I would understand if Warner Brothers wanted to go a different direction. He's ma he's not making this easy for them at all. Yeah, if it if it came down to yes or no, like all or nothing, I would like to see the movie. Absolutely. Like they put a lot of hard work into it. I want to see Michael Keaton, you know, and like he was enjoyable as Flash in the Justice League movies. If they decided to reshoot, I would be perfectly fine with that bringing somebody else in it's just going to make it harder for the movie to be successful though because i have to spend a whole bunch of money that they otherwise don't have to spend and it's and it's true but i mean i feel what, like at what, this point what do they get out of it though are they going to get they're never going to make that money back i think if they reshoot the movie their best hope is that they could break even which if they can the movie i don't think they can no definitely not but I mean, if they release the movie as well, is, i mean yeah they could do better than breaking even potentially. I don't think I don't, I he's don't that know. much of a turnoff that 
Flash fans are going to not go see this movie because because this guy's causing a scene all over the world. I don't know. I think you may be underestimating what impact his actions have on box office because these billion dollar movies like it's not just like how somebody feels about it like it's also repeat viewing like like if if say his actions even cut the viewing audience in half like that's i mean that's exponentially worse for box office like they i think they'd have a hard time breaking even personally if they put it out with ezra miller because they'd probably after marketing they'd probably have to make like 350 million which but you think if they put another 300 million into reshoots that there wouldn't be 300 million that they're going to get that much more back they would it would probably cost them another 100 million to make this movie to so, re, to reshoot the main character of yeah, this movie yeah because so much of it is effects and and marketing like i'd say the movie probably cost them like probably 175 oh, oh so how about this like total and then marketing on top of that is another hundo or so unfortunately i thought of a third option that oh, i think no. i hate the most oh no just deep fake over him with somebody else's <laughs> yeah. face there there i'd heard that option come up but i don't even want to entertain that after oh, what gross. happened with uh with mustache gate anytime it's been implemented it's just it, a whole movie where that your main character's got to be fake face uh oh boy yeah and people inside the industry were were also saying that that causes a whole problem with like sag and royalties and who gets credit for performance and whatnot like Apparently that that would be a huge red tape mess that that is beyond me. I just heard people talking about that. But what I'm curious about is what WB is going to decide to do with that because segue, Warner Discovery is now a thing. Yep. Like yeah, Warner Brothers official. Discovery. And so I mean maybe dude uh, cuz dude uh, I can't remember his name, Tim something, uh, Jeff Discovery. Frank. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Discovery. <laughs> uh, who t- oh, David Zaslav. There came to me. He was talking about restructuring the entire organization of DC within Warner Brothers and creating their own film division like Marvel Studios under Disney and finding their own Kevin Feige to spearhead the entire film division and to make sense of it. So who knows? Maybe he will want to just plunk the money in and be like, we have to have a hit with Flash, like whether or not it's turbo profitable, like it, it can't tank. Like, I think too much rides on it. But one thing to move on from that, that super excited me is that in his whole press release thing, the one thing he cited in the whole DC org thing or the, uh, the reorg, I guess, is wanting to get Superman done. He's like, he was talking about properties, just languishing there, you know, under yeah. Warner brothers. Yeah. And so a priority for him is fucking Superman. he's one of the flagship characters like superman and batman like those are the big two in dc yeah until like the mid 80s superman was the most popular superhero to ever exist yeah batman took it over i I will admit that but i mean everyone knows superman you know nobody nobody wants a shitty superman movie but i mean i think a lot of people are just scared of Superman because you know he's he's not he's not the cool dude. I understand that, but I love that Zaslav was saying that Superman's a priority. Like I'm, I'm so happy. Let's fucking do it. That's all I had to say about the merger. I just wanted to talk about Superman being a priority. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I guess we're talking about comic book movies. Not unusual, but uh, Thor: Love and Thunder trailer. What do you think? 
It's good. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it finally dropped. I've got a sneaking suspicion that it might be a bit of a misdirection. Like the trailer makes it look like it's definitely a movie all about Thor kind of finding himself and doing stuff. I've got a feeling a lot of that's going to be like the first fifth of the movie maybe. And then it's going to move on because it just doesn't see, I mean, it doesn't seem to fit Marvel formula. It Mm -hmm. didn't seem like there'd be much in the way of action in that movie. And, uh, and I'm not sure if I'm interested in that movie either. Thor soul searching movie. Yeah. Like I, I think I've seen enough of that. I, I'd like to see a Thor action movie. So, uh, so I don't know. Thor action. So I mean, sorry, never mind. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I agree with you. I, I think that stuff is going to be in the beginning. I think the guardian stuff is all going to be in the beginning because that's where they left it off of end game. So they need to need to come back yeah. in. But I think, yeah, that'll be first 20 minutes. And then he comes back to earth. Um, and then the Jane Foster stuff. Yeah. We get our first, uh, our first shot of Jane Foster Thor right at the end there. Um, and in that movie, we've also got Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher. They, there was some uh, some artwork released as like uh, I think it was action figure packaging. Did you see any of that I of did his not, his no. Gore? It's different than the comic books, but whatever. Of course, it is. Like yeah, the the Gore from from the comics was. I mean, it would have to be a CGI character. Whatever. I mean, we I haven't seen him in action yet, so I can't speak to it. But you know, yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully that. I don't know. You and I have both spoken about how we really do like the dark world and how, how, you know, the, the Taika Waititi Thor is not exactly what I'm looking for in a Thor movie. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a doofus. He's kind of jokey. Uh, he's very jokey. And, uh, and now he's, you know, he's giving up again to go, you know, I guess he's not wallowing in self-pity this time. He's just going to go, I don't know, farm or something. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do, but not a compelling direction for Thor for me. Yeah. It looked like he was like, he was traveling, you know, soul searching with, the, with the guardians. And I mean, there's that little shot about wait, the shot with like, you know, star Lord talking about, you know, looking to the ones you love or something. He's like staring at star Lord, like, Oh, he's talking about me. Like that's fun, but, but that's not Thor for me. No, yeah, but, that, it, but that is the MCU Thor. That's the Thor yeah. we got. That's the Thor. Yeah, that's what's become of Thor. Yeah, and uh, I maybe Jane Foster Thor will be the badass Thor that I actually want. Yeah, and and she's using the the reconstituted Mjolnir. We're yeah. not sure how that's going to happen, but it's got cracks in it now. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the like that Japanese pottery where they like fuse it with gold when it breaks. You yeah, know, to to be something stronger. If they kind of wrecked Thor Prime. Maybe she can be a better Thor. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure how her character gets there, though. Yeah. And not like gets the powers, but like gets to be the Thor that I want to see. Yeah. With the, you know, because he's kind of an a, a overconfident, you know, boastful kind of guy. Generally. Yeah. And her, you know, James He's Foster's, a Viking god. Yeah. James Foster's character up to this point has not been that. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it would be a very abrupt shift. But I don't know. I mean, Taika Waititi is pretty good at what he does. So uh, yeah, whether or not what he does is exactly for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, he's done some stuff that I love. His role as Tom Kamaku in uh, in Green Lantern. <laughs> but so I don't know. I I might see it in the theater, 
but uh, I may wait. They'll get my money. You know, I, I, it's Thor. I love, I mean, it's kind of Thor. I, I, I Thor, Thor adjacent. Yeah. Thor is one of my favorite Marvel characters, hands down. So like they, they'll get my money, but yeah, it, it is, it is a bummer just how despised the dark world is when, when that's more the kind of Thor I want to see. Yeah. And so it's f- just, I'm not going mean, to get it. And the dark world's not a perfect movie by any means. No, no, no. no. But, uh, but it was more Thor than, uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok was. Yeah. yeah. It's the direction I would like to, to head in rather than jokey joke Thor. But it is not the direction that money follows. <laughs> yeah, it's so. true. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see it and, I, and I'm kind of curious what the Jane Foster arc is going to be like, because you know, it, in the comic books, it was, it was a limited run and Jane was going through, like, like I don't want to spoil things for people who haven't read it and who might go into the movie, you know, blind. Um, yeah. But like, she's going through some shit, you know, when, when she becomes Thor. So, I mean, and I don't know if Natalie Portman is going to sign on for several movies. Like, I think it was, a, it was a shock that they, that they got her back at all. You know, she, she wasn't there for Endgame. Like she didn't give a shit about Marvel, but they were creating a strong female character, so she's interested in that. Um, but I don't know how many times she's going to want to play that. Uh, yeah, and I'm hoping she can pull it off. Uh, she's not, I think I mentioned before, she's not one that's generally impressed me in her previous movies. So. Yeah. Like, I liked V for Vendetta. Yeah, she's yeah, she was great that. in that. But uh, that's, I think, the only thing I can think of. Yeah. That her, that her performance was standout. Um, what else do you got? I've got a uh, comic book and recommendation perfect so do i let's talk comics comics um what have you been reading lately a couple things i I finally picked up gunslinger spawn i've been eyeballing it for months Mm -hmm. when i see it yeah it's uh, like five or six issues deep yeah yeah so i picked up the first one and uh it's okay i don't know i i I might pick up i'll probably pick up the second one just to see where it goes but it's very much still occurring in the spawn universe that i have not been akin to so like there's like i think there's like three callbacks to like if you want to know what this is go read this version of spawn I'm like oh, oh fuck i don't know if I, <laughs> i'm not gonna do that so uh but and the story's kind of fragmented right now so it didn't it didn't necessarily draw me in which was unfortunate mm-hmm. another one that i'd seen there for a while and uh decided to pick up finally is a source point press book called good boy let's see it's written by garrett gunn and christina blanche and drawn by kit wallace uh, I have no idea who any of those people are. I don't feel like I've even heard of it. Can I see that cover? Yeah, that's the third one. It's got a cool cover. Oh, okay. It's a pretty simple concept. It is uh, like Bizarro World John Wick. Okay. Oh, where? Oh, I think where, after seeing the cover, yeah, I think I know exactly where, what you're going to say. Where there's a, a you know an assassin guy and his dog, and uh, his owner gets killed, and he and the dog pledges to take revenge on the people <laughs> that killed him, and it leans hard in. To like the John Wick, uh, it, you know, it's almost a parody of John Wick. Like the Wick. mythos with a hotel and everything? Kind of, yeah. It's it's slightly different. It has its own play on all that stuff and like the little coins and all that. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, it's leaning hard into it, but it's doing so in a very uh, tongue-in-cheek way. It's not taking itself too seriously, obviously, because it's got an anthropomorphic dog killing people. Yeah. Uh, but like all the, all the different assassins have like a dog companion. It's fun. It's just, a, it, it's not like a super deep story or anything like that it's just a fun violent romp you know now that i think about it i'm pretty sure garrett gunn is a local boy i think uh, i think he did oh, this yeah? yeah i think i remember seeing him at a at a1 once 
And, um, and I picked up a book by him, that, uh, a different book that he'd done. Um, but I'm not going to say the name of it in case I'm wrong, because I'm tired of correcting myself. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I mean, if it, it's, a, it's an indie label, Source Point Press. I don't know how far and wide that spreads, but uh, if the idea of a dog taking revenge, John Wick style, sounds interesting to you, it won't disappoint. Oh, yes, it is Gary Gunn. Okay, yeah, Franklin and Ghost. Not that it matters. <laughs> he is a local boy. I think there's three issues out right now. It kind of kind of completes the. It doesn't complete the story, but that's like the first chunk of it. Yeah. And uh, and I'll probably go back for the fourth one if it's kind of more the same. I'll probably you know I may fall off because it's you know it's a good concept. It's well done, and I enjoyed it. I'd like to see the story steer to something more unique. Yeah, may, or not so much like a like an SNL sketch that. Goes yeah, it on goes too on too long. long. Exactly. Yeah. Like if he's going to keep keep it up, I'd like to see it uh, grow some of its own legs. Yeah. What do you read? Um, some of the stuff that I picked up recently. Well, I think tops is world's finest. Uh, number two just came out. I don't remember whether or not I spoke about the first issue. It's uh, Mark Wade, at legendary comic writer, and Dan Mora, my current favorite comic artist. He's just so fucking good. Whether it's once in future or his run on detective comics or power rangers or klaus like he's so fucking good it's irritating <laughs> um but they're doing a batman and superman story that takes place you know in the not too distant past so there's like a there's a dick grace and robin um and and you know superman's got his supergirl sidekick but like batman's got the oval and the blue and gray nice. yeah and and his symbols even uh, uh stylized like the tim burton one with the extra little spike um but it's i don't know it makes me so happy like like when that book is coming out like i get to the comic shop tuesday morning as soon as they open because dc comes out on tuesday it brings me a lot of joy number two came out it was way better than the first one which was already great um it had the doom patrol in it and oh, fun um, yeah and it's setting up a, a a big story and like robin and supergirl are going on their own little adventure it was wonderful um another book that came out recently and i had just started reading because uh, it was the third issue that just came out i had um you know like a week ago gone and picked up the first two was a dc black label story called catwoman lonely city which is like their oversized, you know, it's, it's like magazine okay, format. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. It's by Cliff Chang. He's doing everything. And it's, it's a really good book. The first couple issues came out and I just wasn't that interested. You know, eh, whatever. It kind of seemed like it was like a dark Knight returns, uh, for Catwoman. you know, like she's been in jail for 10 years. Um, Batman's dead. Commissioner Gordon's dead. Dick Grayson died all on this thing called fool's night. And she's coming into a world where Harvey Dent is the mayor and he's got, you know, kind of as Two-Face or just just straight up. Harvey he Dent. is Two-Face, but it, it, he's like a cured Two-Face, but he still has the physical um, oh. aspect to it. And Barbara Gordon's running against him in a mayoral campaign. But Harvey Dent has like Batman themed like police people. And it's kind of like a police state thing. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's. It's a really entertaining, interesting story. Like Killer Croc shows up, Riddler, Poison Ivy, but it's not just like straight up gritty, whatever comic storytelling. It's a fun story at the same time, but it's certainly not like Marvel fun. It's not joke, joke, punch, punch. Yeah. But it's just, it is a fun story. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And the third issue just came out. Um, there's going to be at least four. I don't know how many uh, are coming out, but um, usually those things are limited, uh, the black label stuff. Is she back to her old ways or is she trying to do right? 
Yeah, this isn't spoiling anything because this is the whole the whole thing about it. When Batman died, he said something about like finding Orpheus and she's trying to figure out what that is. And okay. she's trying to break into the Batcave. Oh, so it's got a little, a little bit of a mystery aspect yeah. to it too. Yeah. Right? And, and like Orpheus has like its roots in Greek mythology and I can't remember what it was anymore. They, they do describe it, I think, in the second issue. Somebody says like, oh, Orpheus comes from here. These days, if I'm at the comic shop looking at stuff, especially the the wall of Batman is just overwhelming, <laughs> and I usually just avoid it. Yeah. There's so much there, and I've had a hard time just getting into superhero books. Yeah, it's they're, tough. They're just kind of not formulaic. I'm formulaic, yeah. And, yeah. and you know what to expect of them. They're not going to surprise me very often, so something like that sounds like it, it might be a, a fun departure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit separate from from superhero affair. And then one last one that I've been uh, I've been picking at for a little while. I've got the first trade of it is a book called Headlopper by Image by Andrew McLean. It's a very cartoony book about a kind of like, you know, Viking or barbarian warrior named Norgal and his severed witch head that he carries around who who is always talking shit to him. <laughs> and I mean, he's a headlopper. He cuts things heads off and <laughs> Is that a profession in a... I mean, people just refer to him as Headlopper, and he's like, Norgal will do. And <laughs> and, um, and there, there's there's a plot building up, uh, you know, to overthrow the king of this land, Bara. And, you know, the, I haven't finished the first trade yet, but it's really entertaining. And it was recommended to me for years. Oh, so it's an older book? Yeah, I'd, I, I would probably put it out, I don't know, 2014. Oh, cool. So I can find a trade somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, first trade's like 20 bucks, but I mean, it's got the first four issues, which seemed like a turnoff, but I like the first two issues at least were at least 40 pages each. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah a... Big ass long chapters. So it's, it's a good book for only four issues, but yeah, that's what I got. You want to go to recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. Let's recommend some things. Yeah. Besides world's finest, uh, I'm going to recommend a TV show that I recently, uh, came upon well, came upon that I decided to finally start watching because it's been out for a while. But I recently on HBO Max started watching Silicon Valley. Oh, I've heard good things about that. I remember watching like the first three or four episodes, like when it first I mean, first came out years ago. I think it was like 2014, maybe yeah. when it first came and, out. Uh, and enjoying it to a degree and then just not watching it anymore for whatever reason. And uh, But I've heard lots of other people say it's great. Yeah, it was on our list for a little bit. And I think Angelina and I watched at least, you know, most of the first episode. I mean, they're like half hour episodes. She claims we watched the whole first episode or maybe two. I don't think so. Nothing beyond like the first 10 minutes of the first episode seemed familiar to me. But I just, I just started cruising through that. Like it, it, I, I just started the third season and I started like a week ago because it's sitcom. So you can have it on in the background. Like, like it's, it's not like Moon Knight where you have to be watching, you know, for the, for the, um, for the eyeball spectacle. Like it's a cleverly written show and it's fun and, and like knowing engineers and like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like uh, computer savvy at all, but just like, I've heard these terms from the engineers that I've worked with at, at the company I work for. And it's uh it's fun. Like I, like, I feel like I understand it a little bit. Thomas Middleditch is great. TJ Miller, even though apparently he's a scum fuck and he's got some, some, uh, I don't know, rapey behavior. I don't, I don't, I they don't know the details do of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking, oh my goodness. Why am I forgetting his name? The, uh, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, 
and shit. Forgetting this guy's name too, but the guy who's like the teacher in the new Spider-Man movies and he was in Freaks and Geeks. Okay, yeah, I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I also don't know his name, but he, yeah, the, the, yes. He's got a very dry, uh, yes, flat delivery. Yeah, I mean, the cast is great. The guy who played Gabe in The Office, I don't know names of anyone, but I know fewer than you. Yeah, so. it's it it is a it is a uh, it's a fun watch, and I think it's got like six or seven seasons, so I'm, I've got a lot more to go. God, it's almost overwhelming. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> great, and it's one that I don't have to wait for Angelina to watch. I've still never watched a single full episode of The Office. Oh, like that's on my that's been on my list for years. It's just like. There's so much of it, and I just don't, you know, like, it's, that's a lot. It's an investment. It's a big undertaking. To be honest, I wouldn't mind if I hadn't ever watched it. Really? I seem to hear more, like, super fans who, like, I watch it every year. Yeah. The entire series. I went through once on my own, and then once with Angelina, and I'm I'm good. I don't, I don't think I ever need to watch it again. Watching an entire series twice is uh, more than I think I've ever done. I can't think of anything I've oh, really? watched through complete well i've watched scrubs through like three times like i've probably seen batman the animated series all the way through multiple times but not in like not dedicated yeah not dedicated viewings i've just probably seen all of those episodes at least twice yeah and at at the end of the office the second time like i was checked out for for the last two seasons i was just like i once michael leaves the show i was just like i i have i have no interest but i still had to sit through it do you though if I wanted to be a caring partner, yes. Yeah, I guess so. But I can also sit there and like draw and be on my phone and yeah. shit because I've seen it before. Um, but what about you? What do you recommend? So I'm going to recommend those blue light filtering glasses because I was talking about getting video game hangovers mm-hmm. in the last debrief. And I went and, uh, you know, I thought, you know what? Maybe it's eye strain. Maybe. So I went and bought some of those blue light filtering glasses. They came in like two varieties. Like they had the clear glasses, which is the one I was thinking about getting originally, but they're only like 35%. And then they have like a slight amber tint one that's 65%. And they also had like a 95 that was like really dark. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Like you're looking through beer, like actual beer goggles. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'll go for the 65 ones, see if those do it. And uh, what do you fucking know? They do. Yeah. They're fucking great. Yeah. I've been wearing them anytime I'm on a screen for any length of time. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not waking up with headaches. I played. Elden Ring for like six hours the other night and uh, did not wake up with a, didn't get a hangover. My eyes weren't tired. So I've started wearing them like while I'm like fucking around on Reddit or whatever on my phone mm-hmm. and when I'm editing and, and it has made a marked difference in how my Damn. brain feels. Yeah. So I would recommend if you've got fucking eyeball strain issues, give those things a shot. I stare at screens all day. Yeah. The slight amber tint. I was worried that it would, you know, like when playing games and stuff, it mess with the colors, but it's like any, it's like wearing sunglasses. You get used to it so quick and you don't even fucking notice it anymore. I guess one warning though, if you're, if your family and friends are a bunch of assholes, they'll all laugh and make fun of you for wearing sunglasses inside while you're playing video games. Oh, I just made fun of you for wearing glasses because I didn't <laughs> notice that they were sunglasses. Well, they're not, I mean, you can, I guess they filter UV as well. Yeah. So you could wear them as sunglasses, but, uh. Oh, look, look at poor little, little baby Ben over there. My whole family's his, being all mean to me. Getting his little failures hurt. Oh, oh no, I didn't <laughs> give a shit. Like, fucking, they, uh, they work. They make me not have headaches. So I don't give a fuck if they're like Hello Kitty glasses. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I used to have my phone set on something where like after 10 at night, like it would, it would change the filtering on the screen yeah. to, to let out the blue light. But 
it started annoying me. It looked like I was looking through everything. Through it like turns a, it all red and shit. Um, no, it, it's it's just kind of a little like yellow tint to everything. It just yeah. looks kind of old. I don't know. I I didn't like it. Yeah, and the ones I got can be. You can get them as prescription if you want as well. So, uh, like if you're going to be wearing glasses anyway and looking at a computer all day, might as well get ones that filter the the blue light out. Yeah, that's sort of my problem with sunglasses in general. Is there's I I have a prescription and yeah. I'm fucked. So I've got I've got some of those little like uh the little inserts when you get your eyes dilated that I keep in my car in case yeah. I I really need some sunglasses. Like it the works. little clip on flip down ones. Oh geez, I got a lot of shit from my clip ons back in the day when I first started dating Angelina. Or you get one of those big giant sets that goes over your glasses yeah. that my old ladies wear. <laughs> I was thinking recently about just starting to wear protective goggles everywhere, seeing as how I don't I don't think my one eye is going to get any better. So, really got to protect this, uh, my protect my good eye if I if I want to just get not one. be blind. Like a monocle, it's like an eye patch, except it's it's a prescription goggle that you wear on one eye. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking head. Look all steampunk and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good call. All right, well, let's get the fuck out of here because, I mean, speaking of blocking blue light, I'm seeing yellow myself. I got to pee so bad. Um, uh, if you want to hit us up, do it. I dare you. Uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on the social medias, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, and Twitter at Pod. You can call us and do it. I dare you. At 916-ORC-TURD, that is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And if you enjoyed the show, uh, go give us a review. Uh, if you do, we'll, we'll talk about it and uh, probably say thank you. Depending on the review. We also have uh, merch available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And I think we might be overhauling our merch offerings here shortly yeah, we'll uh, to put some new stuff in there. We are also a part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. You should go check them out. They, uh, they've they been covering PAX East extensively, so they got all kinds of neat stuff and articles coming out on that. And uh, our theme song is Celebration by the illustrious Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more 
as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.